Hello Hopers and welcome to another Thursday Hope Daily. I'm Pastor Ryan and today we're going to continue going through Live in Grace, Walk in Love, a 365-day journey by Bob Goff. Today's entry is entry number 57, which is called Love Doesn't Have a Return on Investment. And the scripture that Bob Goff uses to go with that claim is Luke chapter 3 verse 11, which reads, Anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none, and anyone who has food should do the same. It's a great verse from scripture that illustrates the kind of generosity that we're supposed to have towards people with things that we have, sharing what we have with other people who need it and who don't have as much of it. Bob Goff goes on to talk about business for a while, talking about how in business you track your return on investment on all of your decisions, on all the things that you spend time on, on that you spend money on in a business, and you're looking for progress. You're looking for the outcomes of your actions, of the strategy that you took, and whether or not you need to adjust, and whether or not you need to try something new. And he talks about those things leading up to the idea that some people, because our culture is so focused on kind of Profits so focused on doing things that move us forward, that make progress. Um, some people love in that same way. We love people, and then we look for whether or not that love worked, quote-unquote, on that person, whether or not it helped change their life, life in some way, whether or not it helped to achieve some sort of progress in that person's life. And Bob Goff is saying in this entry... And I agree with him, and I think scripture agrees with him too, that when we love people, we should not be thinking at all about some kind of return on investment. Bob Goff writes, The return on investment with love is love itself. We don't have to know how our love makes a difference for it to be a good idea. We can just give it away like we won the lottery. People aren't projects, and love doesn't need to keep track of the outcomes. Now, you might be thinking, I never think about the outcomes when I am doing something loving for someone. When I'm doing something for someone to help them out, I'm not worried about how it changes their life. I'm not worrying about getting a return on investment on my love. I'm just loving them. And I believe that that's probably the case most of the time. But I encourage you to reconsider some of the things, some of the ways that we show love as Christians, right? Because... I think it's easy for us to trap ourselves in this kind of business-like thinking, this business profit-seeking mindset when we are trying to um, walk with Jesus. And it's just really incompatible, right? Like, for example, a classic, very easy-to-discuss example is giving money to a homeless person. We often... Luke chapter 3 verse 11 again says anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none and anyone who has food should do the same. And it doesn't talk about money specifically but it's a clear principle that when somebody has less than you, you should offer them what you have. And we take that and we are often very generous to the homeless as Christians and especially as organizations of Christians, right? But if you think about that classic question what if I give this homeless person money, and instead of buying food, which is what I want them to buy, they use it on something that I don't approve of, like 
cigarettes or alcohol or even just buying something material rather than something that is a necessity. And so it's not that we don't give them money, it's not that we don't help them, but we cha- we adjust our strategy for a better outcome by saying I'm only going to give that homeless person food instead or I'm only going to I'm going to ask that homeless person if I can take them inside of the Wawa so that I can buy them a breakfast sandwich. And I'm not saying that those things are wrong, but if we think about it in that way, like I just said, adjusting our strategy so we have a better outcome, then we are treating our love like a strategy that has to have a certain outcome. And like Bob Goff says here, and like I think scripture says, our concern should not be on a return on our investment, on an outcome, a certain change in that person's life. Our concern should be that we are being obedient and that we are reflecting Christ the way we're supposed to by acting in love, right? Jesus loved all kinds of people, everybody that he came across. He did not, he knew how they were going to react. He knew whether or not they would reject him. And yet he loved all of them the same. For us mere human Christians, however, we often get caught up in things that we feel taint our love or taint our relationship with a person, right? For example, if we show love and generosity to someone by giving money to a person who is begging on the side of the road, uh, we believe somewhere in our hearts that that love that we shared with them becomes tainted and unworthy in some way if they use that money for the wrong thing. And that's just not how God loves us, right? When God shares his love with us and we go and we sin anyway, that does not ruin or taint God's love that he gave us freely. No, rather, that responsibility is still born on our shoulders. And in the same way, we should not be concerned about the outcomes because it's our job to love people. It's not our job to live their lives for them. So we have to give our love freely the way that God does. And then we have to not be so concerned about what they do next because what they do next is between them and God, not between them and us. We are not to be God in their life. We are simply meant to reflect Christ and love like God. And it's really tough because our way of thinking is so resource management focused in so many areas of life. Living in America and being in a capitalist society has a lot of benefits, but I think that one of the downsides is that we are immersed completely in this system that prioritizes profits over everything else, that so emphasizes that we are efficient with our use of resources, that we don't waste, that we always maximize our return on investment. And as Christians, it's hard for us, but we're supposed to be separated from our society. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be transformed and renewed, and we're supposed to be representatives of Christ, ambassadors of God, not just taking part in society. But it's hard when you're surrounded by that kind of thinking to not look at policies, right? To look at legal policies and to think, you know, if we give that school more funding and then they continue to fail, then 
we've wasted that money. We've wasted that time. If we give uh, these people who are, have low income more food stamps and more welfare, then they're not going to want to work and they're going to waste their time and they're going to be lazy. Uh, and we think those things. And I'm not here to argue whether or not that is true and whether or not that outcome will happen. But I am here to argue that love is never wasted. That when we love, when we obey God's command to love people and to love them radically and to provide for their needs, that is never wasted. That effort is never wasted. God does not expect a return on investment in his love or else why would he ever love us? When he loves humans who sin continuously, we are not expected to return his investment somehow add value to God by loving him back. No, we are called to love because the act of love is its own reward, because the act of love and the act of obedience in our case to God is supposed to be the reward. We're not to be so concerned about the outcome. And we're certainly not supposed to think that any time that we obey God could be wasted, right? So that's my prayer for you today. This week, um, let's think about how, when we love people, how we're treating that relationship. Are we treating it transactionally? Are we treating people like projects? Are we getting too caught up in our worldly systems of results, results, results? Or are we enjoying the simple act of obeying God and loving the way he tells us to, regardless of whether or not anything changes that we can see? Thank you for listening.